Hello folks, I've delayed this as much as I can, but welcome to my review of WWE Backlash 2018. I've delayed it because, goodness me, do I not want to talk about it. I got up early this morning to watch this. I'm so glad I didn't stay up late to watch it. Ay, 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 ay. If you were brave enough to stay up and watch it, perhaps we should celebrate by leaving a thumbs up on the video or a five-star uh, rating and review over on iTunes or... I don't know, we've got to have some kind of solidarity and celebration. Here comes my review of what hopefully, surely, we'll, we'll look back on and call the worst pay-per-view of 2018 so far. Because goodness me, goodness me, is it the worst one we've seen so far. And that includes, the this was worse than the Greatest Royal Rumble, I think. No, it was, it was just rubbish. Oh, right. Well, I'm just going to go through the card in the order that it is on the WWE website because I haven't got any notes. Because I did start making notes and then just stopped. I stopped for the. U I think I got as far as the US title match and just stopped because I just couldn't bring myself to write anything down anymore. Um, as always, if you are watching this live, feel free to get involved in the chat. Let me know your thoughts. The general structure that we'll do, though, is I'll go through my thoughts and then we'll hit up the chat and we'll go through the thoughts of you guys as well to, to close out the episode. If you are listening on the podcast or watching on the video on demand, feel free to use the comments section or Twitter at Lelujo to do the same thing. So the kickoff match was Ruby Riot versus Bailey. Ruby Riot won, apparently. I wouldn't know because I didn't bother watching it because... I saw that the main show was three and a half hours long and thought, no, if it's three and a half hours long, that's got to be packed with awesome. I can't sit through a pre-show when there's so much awesome still to come. They wouldn't do three and a half hours of filler nonsense. Let's get straight into the main show. I won't bother watching uh, a pre-show match that, as far as I can tell, doesn't have any storyline attached to it at all, other than the fact that presumably Ruby Riot is the one who moves into position to face Nia Jax now because... Are there any other heels in the women's division on Raw? Because they still don't seem to be turning Sasha Banks or Bailey. So it's if Alexa's moving back down the pecking order and Mickey James is busy with Ronda Rousey, then I guess it has to be Ruby Riot. So I guess that was the reason she got a pay-per-view pay pre-show match, just so that she can be the next one who gets fed to Nia. Um, maybe because she's got the Riot squad behind her, maybe... Maybe they'll gang up on her and we can get another anti-bullying speech. Because that'll be... It's what, we all, it's what we all want from the women's division, isn't it? Bullying speeches. The Intercontinental Championship match between Seth Rollins and The Miz. I mean, as usual at the moment, it was probably... I would say, looking at the rest of the card, it was probably the best match on the card. Um, mainly because Seth Rollins was in it and Seth Rollins rarely lets us down. But, I mean, it's... That really is a case of it's the best of a very poor bunch because it, it didn't really have any any real standout moments. It was just a it was a fairly solid opening match. Um I was a little bit disappointed in the outcome because it meant that I wasn't able to scream and shout about being right and go one nil on Twitter though I always do when I get the first match of a show correct. So hold on, it's it's one nil one nil to the ether at the moment because I lost. I predicted the Miz. I was hope. I really wanted him to just win the title and head back to Raw. I guess that's not happening. So the Miz stays on SmackDown, away from the Miz Taraj. Finn Balor stays on Raw, away from the Balor Club, and nothing makes sense in the world. Seth Rollins wins and presumably has to go on and face someone else now because they can't have the Miz do a cross-brand title challenge 
three times in a row. So the Miz will, I guess, move into the US title picture because we found out pretty soon that they're not trying to build any kind of program between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. So the Miz, I guess, moves in there. I don't know who's next for Seth Rollins. Probably we go back to Finn Balor. Maybe a Finn, a heel Finn Balor would be nice. But then it doesn't make much sense if we're if we're going to be if we if he's not got the Balor Club with him. I just don't understand. But now, I mean, it it wasn't the worst start to a pay per view we've ever had. But goodness me, did it go downhill fast from there? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know how to do the rest of this without sounding like a big negative Nelly. Um, the Raw Women's Championship match between Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss was a car crash, even before the promo ruined it all. Um, these two, I mean, it's like me trying to wrestle a baby. It, I mean, they're they're both fine in the right circumstances together they're absolutely not Alexa can't get any moves on Nia because she's literally too small she cannot perform moves on her and even when she does do stuff like the DDT on the steps that she did and there was a couple of other bits where she tried a little bit of offense it's not believable at all because Nia is three times the size of her and can just sling her around at will and even when they did the bits where Nia's supposed to be dominating, it's look it looks clumsy. The Samoan drop at the end, Alexa's basically having to climb up Nia's back because she didn't get her in position properly and they're adjusting as she's falling almost. <sighs> it was just rubbish. And if it could and if you thought that it couldn't get any worse from there, they then gave the microphone to Nia Jax and she had a game of buzzword bingo with WWE charity partners. And just, oh my word, be a star, everybody. Don't change for anyone. Stand up to bullies, especially ones that are five foot tall and seven stone. And just, oi, 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 I, no, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I don't understand what that was supposed to be. Had they not mentioned be a star for a little while, is it about to be be a star week? It was just... Oh my goodness, it was just poor. Ben saying Alexa's one of the best workers in the women's division. I disagree massively. Um, yes, she can't do anything with Nia, but she's all, she's not close to the same level. You're saying, look what she's done with Becky and Sasha. She's not on the same level as the two of those. She's not up there with, with Bailey either. She's not up there with Charlotte. or She's not even on the same level as someone like Ruby Riot. She's just... She's a good talker with a good look. And that works as a heel champion it doesn't work doing what she's doing at the moment with Nia Jax I need to move her away from this uh Jax says Alexa's been written off tv now so she's gonna have a few weeks recovering from that surgery well surely you don't do a match like this in the middle of the recovery she's had the recovery time they've not touched her on tv since Wrestlemania I think she's recovered now it's just I don't understand we then had a United States Championship match between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. I thought the pre-show had started again because they gave us a Sunday Night Heat classic. It was just nothing. Just nothing. I mean, Jeff Hardy's supposed to be quite exciting. He wasn't. Randy Orton's supposed to be one of the top guys in the... He, he wasn't. It was just... It was just boring. Really, really boring. I don't know what's next for Randy Orton. I think they've got to turn him heel, surely. But... 
what do you do with him if you do that? He's now been beaten clean by Jeff Hardy in a nothing match, so he's not in the US title picture, presumably. They've clearly got busy, busy, busy plans for the WWE title picture. So what does Randy Orton do? Get him to go and start a faction or something. I don't know. Just get him away from this really boring babyface character that he's got. Oh, just dull. Um, a lie. Oh, God, no. I'll talk about Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton a little bit longer. I uh, I just seen what was next. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jeff Hardy. I like it when he wears that thing on his arms that's got the holes in. That was one of the best things about the sort of next hour of the show. Because as soon as these two were done, we had Elias come out. And I usually like Elias. I did sit there thinking, why are we doing a Raw segment on a pay-per-view? But I'll go with it for a little while. And then we got the whole let's get everybody on the card even though they're not wrestling, and fill some time spot. If this is what dual-branded pay-per-views are going to be like, I've, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think I'd rather go back to two pay-per-views a month because I cannot be doing with them waste. I mean, what did it, this went on for half an hour, did it? Half an hour of absolute nonsense of people who weren't... They had no reason to be there let alone any reason to be there in their wrestling gear. They weren't booked to wrestle. Why were they even in the building? Why are they making these people fly in just to do this? If you're Fandango, I mean, I guess you're just happy that you've you've got on a pay-per-view card in some way. Oh, so this is what pay-per-view buildings are like, is it? But, I mean, just leave if you if you were part of this segment. It was just... <laughs> Ben's saying 20 minutes, Jack's saying my sense of time is terrible. Well, 20 minutes isn't far off from half an hour. It went. It felt like it was going on for days. I just don't understand. Like Paul's saying, you could have had both tag titles defended in the time they had for that segment. Exactly. And then they, and they did all this, and then they overran. What was supposed to be a three-hour pay-per-view lasted, what, three and a half, three hours 40? If you just take this segment out entirely, then the pay-per-view fits into a proper three-hour slot. And, oh, but what was it even supposed to be? The New Day did themselves no favours at all because they just, they came out as baby faces, talking positively about the heel who'd just been booed by the crowd who were cheering him, finally gets himself booed. And then the New Day come out and put him over. And then we get... The babyface heel combo of no one knows what's going on with Aiden English and Rusev, where they get cheered, but they are so heelish. But then they're both already heels and they're teasing a heel turn for Rusev, even though he's already a heel who should be a babyface. And no Lana involved. It's just just the two of them. And then we get No Way Jose and his stupid conga line that had Breezango and what's it called Titus Worldwide and probably other people in there that I wasn't paying attention to the New Day got involved in that as well and everyone danced away and then Bobby Roode had a miraculous recovery they even referenced it on commentary he had his miraculous recovery from his crushed throat shattered collarbones whatever it was oh and he comes out and DDT's Elias and then Conga's away with No Way Jose. Aiden English wants to join, so then babe, he's obviously the baby face when Rusev turns heel on him, even though Rusev's already a heel who should be a face. He's going to go double heel with bells on and stop selling merch. And 
just the whole segment was an absolute waste of time and the show never recovered from it it was it had already taken a turn for the worse with the Nia Jax promo the pathetic match that came out of it didn't improve things and at this point it just hit rock bottom and I just gen- I thought I actually might just turn this off and not bother do I really need to do a wrestling channel can I just forget wrestling from now on I'm done but then they saved it by bringing out my own personal favourite, Big Cass. Who, anyone who was defending Big Cass at any point over the last couple of weeks, I'm glad you can now finally see that I was right all along. This man cannot wrestle. This man has no personality. He has no charisma. There is nothing there with Big Cass. He's just big. That's it. That's all he has. Without Enzo, he is nothing. And obviously, he's never going to have Enzo with him again. I think they just need to put him out of his misery. Um, We got a Daniel Bryan win after, I don't know, lots of big casts being a scary man. But not in a threatening way at all. Just generally doing really boring, basic moves on him. And it was, it, this seemed very short. What was this? Five minutes, 10 minutes, not very long. And, and then Brian gets the win kind of out of nowhere, even though we all knew he was going to win anyway, or I hope we knew he was going to win. And just as we're all breathing a sigh of relief that this nonsense is over and Daniel Bryan can get involved in a proper feud, Cass attacks him after the match. And presumably this con- this continues so we get more pathetic big cast promos and awful non-threatening nonsense and just he is he's just not very good um made cast look strong and got heat back goodness me jack if you think that cast looked strong coming out of this i don't understand i do not understand the world you are living in it made cast just look like a big lumbering idiot it made cast look like the great carly he was booked to look strong, but didn't look strong because he's not very good at the moves he was asked to do. It just wasn't very good. Oh, but yeah, Daniel Bryan stuck with him for at least another month or so. When's the next pay-per-view? A month away. So we're going to have Daniel Bryan getting beaten up by Cass every week until presumably he beats him again. And then that might be the end of it. And hopefully it'll be the last we see of Big Cass, but it won't be because obviously he's going to be next WWE champion because they're pushing him so hard. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Carmella versus Charlotte Flair. Well, I picked the right winner. Surely nobody thought Carmella was winning this clean, though. Um, I assumed the Iconics would come out and interfere. I assumed she'd cheat to win in some way. She's obviously not close to as good as Charlotte. But beat her clean just after Charlotte beat Asuka clean. So Carmella's better than Charlotte and Carmella's better than Asuka. I guess it makes your champion look strong, apart from the fact she can't wrestle, which is a big negative. But, nah, don't worry about it. She's blonde. Um, I, I, don't, I don't understand. There are so many women on SmackDown so much better than Carmella is. <sighs> Just, but now, I mean... Who are they? I know they don't think long term, but they've paid all this money for Ronda Rousey. Presumably, there's a plan. Who is the long term? Who is Ronda Rousey's WrestleMania opponent for next year? There was all this talk of Ronda Rousey headlining WrestleMania, and I know we've got long enough to rebuild anyone in that time. But 
surely the only two options were Charlotte and Asuka. And in back-to-back pay-per-views, we've, 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 we've killed them both. They're both not as good as Carmella. I don't, I don't understand the logic. And yes, you can still give us Ronda versus Charlotte, and I'm sure it'll still be a good match, but we'll all look back and know that she lost clean to Carmella for the title. And it will never be quite the same again. It's like when they ended a pay-per-view streak for no reason at all. They've now ended Asuka's winning streak for no reason at all. And they've now had Charlotte lose clean for no reason at all. Because you could have so easily had some cheating or some interference. And it would have been fine. But no, she loses clean because I guess we're keeping the title on Carmella for a long time. And we need to build her up into a credible champion. Which she doesn't need to be. She's such an obnoxious heel. It would be absolutely fine for her to just... She could be the female Miz. Or she could do what Alexa Bliss has been doing for the last year. Just be a heel who isn't as good as everybody else. But it doesn't matter because they're good at cheating and they get their own way. But no. Just no. We decided against that. But then the evening was saved because we had what we all knew was going to be a wonderful match. AJ Styles versus a heel Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. No disqualification match. How could it possibly go wrong? They can't have a weird match with no heat like at WrestleMania because Nakamura's heel now. They can't have a weird no contest finish like they did at the Greatest Royal Rumble because it's a no disqualification match. We're finally going to get the match that we deserve out of these two. And it did. It started okay. It wasn't a disaster. I was enjoying it. And then they got about halfway through, did a double low blow and rang the bell. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only person who just sat there going... I wonder if Paige has changed her music or if she's still got the one that starts with a scream now she's a general manager. I guess I'm going to find out in a second when she comes out to restart this match. No? They're, no, they're walking away from the ring. I mean, can they not find the CD? I know, I know she's been on Raw recently. I guess the CD must be in the Raw case. They're just grabbing Paige's music out of the other box so they can come and, so they can come and restart the match. No? No, we're literally going to do a double testicle kick finish to a WWE Championship match that had already been devalued by the fact it was the only world title match on the show and it wasn't headlining because neither of these two are as big a star as Braun Strowman or Roman Reigns. So obviously they have to be the two big matches. So this is the third biggest match on the show, despite it being the only world title one. So it's already been devalued. And we had a weird finish in the Greatest Royal Rumble, so it's already been devalued. So what do we do now? We do an even stupider finish. Everyone is furious. And the good news is we'll get another AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura match now. Are they just afraid to put the title on Shinsuke? Because I've got, I've got no issue with these two having a long feud. Because they've got it in them to have a really good long feud. But it doesn't make sense to build around a long feud. A, with AJ Styles as the champion. Because it's always better to have the babyface chasing the heel. It just is. So if you're going to do a long feud, put the title on Nakamura. And have AJ chase him. And have Nakamura cheat to win. Have him do his low blows. And keep getting away with it. And then eventually the hero prevails in the end. But instead... We just we've decided to make this a long feud by having screwy finish after screwy finish 
after Screwy finished. Ben's saying this is Shinsuke's fifth attempt at the WWE title at this point. Wow. <laughs> um, Jack says they could have had a great trilogy last year, last a year. Instead, we've got it in a month because Vince has no idea exactly. Um, Albert Rose says the championship is irrelevant at this point. It is. Ben says WCW title 2000 all over again. Yeah. Paul says, I still don't think Nakamura's all that. Yeah, I mean, he's... I, I've he's grown on me massively as a heel. I think he plays a heel much better than he plays a babyface. But they are not doing him any favors at all with the way they're booking him and the way they're booking this feud. It's just absolute nonsense. It it's just nonsense. But hey ho, they can't do any more nonsense booking for the rest of the show, surely. Um, Braun Strowman versus Bobby and and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The one thing we know here is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are tight. And Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley have kind of been thrown together. Braun's massively over. Bobby's not. So, I mean, I certainly wasn't the only one out there who assumed Bobby Lashley was going to turn heel because they'd painted this picture where Braun Strowman is unbeatable. He can beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn by himself. No problem at all. He doesn't need Bobby Lashley. He doesn't need any any conflict or nonsense between Owens and Zayn. If you put Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match, kept it all inside the ring, no nonsense, no no, no outside interference, no silly storyline twists, Strowman destroys them in about three minutes. So Lashley didn't need to be there. The only reason for Lashley to be there is to turn on Strowman and get the win for Owens and Zayn. But no, instead we have... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, presumably, I mean, they 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 already broke up and got back together again like a month ago on SmackDown. It feels a little bit like we're going through that again. You can't sh- turn either of these faces at the moment. Sami Zayn was lost as a face and is finally getting somewhere as a heel. It's too soon to turn him back face again. But he looked like the one who was sort of leaving Owens to the Wolves last night. But then Kevin Owens, I just can't imagine him as a baby face. And there's no heels on Raw anyway, so why would you even turn over them? We need more heels, not more baby faces. So presumably they're going to be absolutely fine. And it was just argumentative nonsense between the two of them just for this match because they needed to find a way to have Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley win, even though we all knew Strowman could do it without Lashley. And Lashley again nobody cared they built they used the exact same method they've been using with Braun Strowman tag matches for a month they keep him out of the ring they wait for the hot tag and the crowd explosion but because the crowd are so miffed over what's just happened with Styles and Nakamura and all the nonsense that's come before and all the nonsense that's gone on in this match between Owens and Zayn when Strowman eventually tagged in nobody cared people already didn't care about Lashley they've it's like they've systematically chipped away at everything that the audience liked about WWE going into this show. They've just done their very best to ruin it. Just ruin it. And now they've managed to get a situation where Braun Strowman, the most overman in the company, can get a hot tag in a match and not get a reaction for doing it. That takes some doing. And when you consider that's on a show where the second most overman in the company, Daniel Bryan didn't really get much of a reaction because it was such a nothing match and he got a beat down at the end and then the third most over man in the company Rusev they still don't realize he's a baby face they think he's a heel but they're about to turn him heel even so 
do they not do they not like crowds make did they love it that much in Saudi Arabia where nobody made any noise that they're trying to replicate that atmosphere everywhere now and they're trying to kill all heat from the audience ever I don't understand ah <sighs> Nathan says Braun has to win a singles title in the next few months. He's the only credible candidate for Brock, presumably. Um, ben says Kevin Steen was an incredible babyface in Ring of Honor. I never saw him working in Ring of Honor, so I believe you, but I can't see it. But maybe he was. Paul says Vince obviously thought people would care about Lashley coming back. Nobody cares about Lashley. Just nobody cares about They've not given us a single reason to care about Lashley. He's not said a word. I don't think. Have you heard? Have we heard Lashley speak at all? So we don't know anything about his motivations, why he's here, what he's planning to do. He's just been put in tag matches where he's playing second fiddle to his tag team partner and then he does a nice suplex. There's no reason to care about Lashley at the moment. Um, Ryan says, I think there's still a lot of animosity after the Lesnar Reigns greatest Royal Rumble end- ending. Oh yeah, absolutely there is. Um, Jack says, Rusev is foreign. He's a natural heel, obviously. Yeah... Ben says Owen's first heel turn was when he turned on Sammy in NXT. Um, fair enough. I I mean, I, I only know about him from being on the main roster. I wasn't watching NXT back then, but he's such a such a good heel. Why would you, even if he's a cracking babyface as well, why would you turn him babyface when he's such a good heel? And even if, even if you thought, well, actually, he was an even better babyface, let's turn him. Now's not the time because there's no heels on Smack on Raw. The only heel... You- Who are the heels on Raw? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Roman Reigns, your supposed top babyface, had to fight someone from SmackDown because there's no heels on Raw. So there are there are literally no... Who are the heels on Raw? Apart from... Oh, God, Ben said Jinder. Oh, sorry, Paul said Jinder. Of course, Jinder. How could I forget about Jinder? Well, there's a reason to turn Kevin Owens. Wow. I need a drink of coffee. Before. I can't even talk about the main event. Why was it the main event? <clears throat> Other than the fact it had Roman Reigns in it. Does that just make a match for the main event now? Um, the real Universal Champion. <laughs> so we had Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. They tried to hide it as much as they could on TV, but... A lot of people didn't even stick around in the stadium for this or the the arena or whatever you call it. Lots of people went bye-bye and uh, those that stayed just didn't care. Roman Reigns had a better match than any of the ones he's had with Brock Lesnar recently. But on the flip side of that, Samoa Joe had the worst match I've seen him have for a long, long time. So I guess all that's telling us is Samoa Joe can drag a little bit more out of Roman than Brock Lesnar can, but goodness me, does it drag Joe down further than it drags Reigns up? And again, it. I had dreams that Samoa Joe wins here and goes on to be the next challenger for AJ on SmackDown, but obviously that's not the case because AJ Nakamura is he's just going to carry on forever with them fondling each other's balls and never winning a match. And Samoa Joe has now been thumped back down into the mid-card again, where presumably, I mean, he's he's a viable option for US ch- title challenge against Jeff Hardy. He's so much better than the US title. And Roman Reigns is just, I mean, yeah, he won. Yay. The um, I don't know if it was on the WWE website or somewhere else where they're saying he's now proven that he deserves another shot against Brock Lesnar. Goodness me, no, he hasn't. They need to 
they need to just stop. I know so many people have been saying it for so long, and I've been defending Roman Reigns for a long time because I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people make out. He is not the worst wrestler in the world. For ages, I was saying, yeah, but when's the last time you saw him have a bad match? Well, there's been quite a few recently, and no one cares. It's not that he's getting booed, it's that nobody cares. And they're just ruining other superstars by putting them into matches with Roman. I think a lot less of Brock Lesnar now than I did a month ago. Because a month ago, a month ago, I thought Brock was was okay. I wish he'd drop the title, but I wasn't anti Brock Lesnar. Now I'm really annoyed with Brock Lesnar because I've seen him have two terrible matches with Roman Reigns. Samoa Joe is one of my favourites. They made him look bad. Oh, just it was just a mess from start to finish. No, that's not fair on Seth Rollins in the Miz. It was a mess from the end of that match to the finish because as just a mid-card pay-per-view match, Seth Rollins versus The Miz was fine. Everything else was a total mess. So we got a good 20 minutes or 15 minutes, however long that match was, and then three hours of complete nonsense. Like I've put on the thumbnail and in the title, I hope this is the worst pay-per-view of the year because if, if, if... oh. I can't imagine anything worse than this. Let's have a look what you guys thought down in the chat. Um, so Nathan says on the WWE YouTube channel, they had an interview the night he came back. Oh, with Bobby Lashley. Um, so we've had an interview on the YouTube channel and that's the only time we've heard Lashley speak. So he needs to do something for us to care about him. At the moment, we just don't care. Uh, ben says turn Bobby Roode heel and the issue is fixed. Bobby Roode, the man who was last seen in a conga line with No, no Way Jose and Breezango, and Apollo Crews. He's not main event. He might he might have the talent at the moment, turn him heel, and that's almost as bad as turning Jinder heel and giving him the push that he got last year. Because Bobby Roode is roughly, right now, on the same level Jinder Mahal was at this time last year. He He's not the man. Ryan says, is it just me? Does anyone else think a lot better talent is being overlooked? Oh, yeah, WWE have got... I, I think the roster in WWE at the moment is the best it's ever been. Um, I, we've not, I know we've not got the real big superstar like your, your Stone Cold or your Rock or your CM Punk even, um, or Hulk Hogan, but actual strength in depth as a roster to hand someone and say, go on, go do something awesome with this. There's never been a better WWE roster. It's not the wrestlers that are the problem. It's the way they're being booked. Because look at this card. Daniel Bryan is one of the best ever. But he's in a pathetic match with big casts that nobody cares about. AJ Styles, one of the best ever. Ruined by a screwy finish. Just... I mean, Seth Rollins is real top draw stuff. What's he doing messing around with the Intercontinental title? Jeff Hardy, mid-card nonsense. Um, Nakamura, better than what he showed last night. Braun Strowman, apparently isn't allowed to have a title match. Roman Reigns, he's better than how he is being booked. Um, Jack says, apparently there was a planned walkout beforehand, beforehand of the main event. If that doesn't scream problems at Vince, nothing will. I was listening to a podcast as I was out earlier and they were saying how, especially because this is in the New York area, Vince might actually pay attention now. Um, 
Roadkill Carl says, I want Joe in the AJ and Shin picture. Yeah, but he's just lost to Roman. Are we set? If Joe immediately goes into the world title picture on the other brand, all that does is says, yeah, he's not good enough to be challenging on Raw, but he's fine for the SmackDown main event. You've got to put Joe back down and rebuild now because otherwise you're saying Raw's better than SmackDown. And I know they think that, but they're not supposed to let us know that they think that. Um, ben says Reigns and Joe's work in December over the IC title was much better. Agreed. Uh, Nathan says triple threat WWE title match at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Yeah, but Samoa Joe's not going to be part of it because he's just, if anything, Daniel Bryan will be part of that because at least he's off the back of a win and it won't be at Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, as Jack says, it's not even Roman, it's the booking and Roman just happens to be the guy. Exactly. Roman Reigns at another time, maybe with a slightly adjusted character, but Joe Anoa'i, or whatever his name is, that fella, he would be a top-level wrestler at any other time, in any other company. He is good. He's a good promo. He's a good wrestler. But they've just spent five years or four years, or however long it's been, absolutely ruining him. Ryan says they need a lot more entertaining performance after returning to watching since the end of the Attitude Era. There's a huge difference in level of entertainment. See, I didn't like the Attitude Era. That's when I stopped watching. I used to love it in the 80s, loved it in the early 90s, stopped watching during the Attitude Era because it became too much about boobs and swearing and beer, but came back around the time of the WCW invasion. So I'm probably not the man to comment on that. But I liked Rock and Stone Cold. But if you go, go back and watch an episode of Raw from 1999 now, the bits where the Rock and Stone Cold aren't involved, it's absolute racist, sexist nonsense. It's horrible. Uh, Luke says, is it time to have a women's IC title for the mid-card women? There aren't enough mid-card women. There's, what, eight women on each brand? They don't all need to be involved in a title feud. They just need other feuds. Um, Luke says, greatest Royal Rumble is the worst. It had a dead crowd. Yeah, but this was worse. Just because there was a crowd that were there to groan and chant, this is boring. Um, this was this was a worse pay-per-view than the Greatest Royal Rumble was. There were some good matches on the Greatest Royal Rumble. The ladder match at the Greatest Royal Rumble was leagues ahead of anything we saw on Backlash. So, yeah, that this was the worst for sure. It was The crowd at Greatest Royal Rumble was only dead because of where it was and the fact the crowd was always going to be dead. Uh, Jack says, mid-card in the Attitude Era is absolute trash. Exactly, it was. Um, but that was that. This has been a much longer episode than I would normally do for these reviews. But I think there's still so much more that could have been said, but it's all negative. So I was always taught, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So really, this should have been 34 minutes of complete silence rather than moaning. But things have got to change. I hope, I hope that that this is the wake-up call that WWE needed. But we've been down this road many times before and they tend not to pay much attention to it because as far as they're concerned, they're still making money. They're still selling the WWE Network. They're still selling merch. They're still going to increase the value of their TV deal when that's up for renewal at the end of the year. Money is flowing into that company and unfortunately, at this point in history, it doesn't actually matter that much to the financial success of the company that is WWE how good their actual product is because they make money regardless because idiots like us are still going to have the wwe network we're still going to buy the t-shirts of our favorite wrestlers and that's not going to change sky and usa network are still going to pay for the product because there's massive interest in it people are still going to watch it on youtube 
they're laughing. It doesn't matter if they book shows like this. They could do a pay-per-view like this every single month. And with there being no competition, and you can say what you like about New Japan, they're not competition in the US yet. Why do they need to change? They can just do what they feel like. But I'm going to end things off there. If you have enjoyed this and you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you leave a nice big thumbs up on there for me. Like I said, if you weren't watching live, use that comment section to let me know your thoughts on Backlash. And if you're over on iTunes, make sure you leave a five-star review and rating and use the use the review section to let me know your thoughts on Backlash or send me a tweet or go on the Facebook group or whatever else. There's plenty of ways to get in touch with me and they're all down in the description. Uh, but... I'm going to go and have a lie down and try and recover. Thank you very much for watching slash listening, folks. And I shall be back tomorrow with a raw review, which will hopefully be so much more positive. I hope. <laughs>